Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. I'm recording this episode on Wednesday, March 25th of 2020, and it corresponds with our newsletter episode uh, number 125 of Search News You Can Use. You can find our newsletter at mariehaines.com slash newsletter, and pretty much everything I've covered here, uh, we've covered in newsletter, although I tend to go into more detail in podcasts usually. This has been another really challenging week, and uh, I'm going to share some information with you that I'm sure is no surprise to you about businesses that are really suffering uh, during the time of dealing with coronavirus. Um, As we stand here in Ottawa, uh, you know, there's still very active concern over coronavirus, new cases every day. Um, We don't seem to be seeing as severe impact as other places in the world, although it's early and who knows what's going to happen. Most of you who are listening to this Uh, this podcast are probably in a hard time. There are some businesses that are doing well in the midst of this. And I'm going to talk about, uh, we released another Twitter poll that uh, asked people, what are you seeing in the midst of this virus? And so I'm going to share those results with you. At some point in podcast, I want to talk as well about um, uh, what other companies are doing to help your employees. If you're working from home and your employees are struggling uh, with fear, with uh, just uncertainty um, and whatnot, uh, there's a few people that have shared on Twitter what they're doing. And so I'm going to share that at the end of this episode. Um, my goal is to keep providing, uh, keep recording podcasts as we go through this hard time. At MHC, you know, we're, we're doing all right. We're still doing, uh, I, I hesitate to say business as usual. Uh, it certainly doesn't seem usual, um, but we're still uh, taking new clients and, um, you know, pumping out the same high quality work that we have been uh, over the last several years. Um, but it's very, very challenging. And, uh, you know, I've had people reach out to me and say, well, now that you're home and you have all this extra time, uh, maybe you'd like to help us with this project. And uh, I don't, know about if if any other business owners are listening to this, there's no extra time right now. We're all focusing on how can we uh, get our business in shape? How can we help the most people? And I think what's most important to me is how can I help my employees to feel uh, safe, protected, um, and that their jobs are not in jeopardy. And so I know a lot of you are are struggling with these types of um, impacts as well. Uh, And that seems even secondary to uh, the concerns over health. Um, In our area of the world, it hasn't hit us really strongly uh, just yet, Uh, but I know that some of you are uh, living in in very fearful times. So uh, please know that my heart goes out to any of you who are are really struggling at this time. And I'm going to do my best to uh, present the news. Uh, A lot of it is going to have to do with coronavirus, but there's other stuff that's going on in the world of SEO that uh, it's still important for us to know about that. So we'll try to, to present that as well. I always start podcasts with algorithm updates, and really it's very hard to determine whether Google has pushed out uh, something that we would have called a significant update in the past. At this point, uh, there were a couple of days where we noticed some significant changes in trajectories. I mean, yes, a lot of businesses are seeing dramatic changes in how much Google traffic they're getting these days. It did seem, though, that there was a big shift in uh, traffic for uh, traffic patterns on March 16th to 17th and again on the 20th to 21st. Initially, we wondered, had Google made some changes? Um, But really, I think these are tied into uh, just what's happening in the world right now. 
So we're not going to call and we're really not heavily investigating, uh, you know, whether Google changed something at this time. Uh, Google's always going to be changing things, but we don't think there was a significant core update. Um, last week, I ran a Twitter poll uh, where many, many people responded to tell me, is your business seeing improvements in traffic from search? Are you seeing declines, not much change, or is there something else going on? And uh, last week, 59, uh, let's see here. Oh, no, sorry, that's this week. Last week, 48% of you said that there were declines in traffic, which probably resulted in a decline in business as well for you. We reran that this week, and uh, with 725 votes uh, at the time that I stopped it to record podcast, about 60% of people said that they're seeing declines in traffic. So if you're seeing declines in traffic right now to your website, you are not alone. Uh, there's a lot of businesses that are really uh, seeing a lot of struggles. Um, it was interesting to see last week we had 13% respond saying they were seeing improvements in traffic. And this week that's up to 16%. Um, and the difference here is that uh, there are fewer people this week that say that there's not much change in their traffic. I thought I would talk about some of the businesses that are seeing improvements in search traffic because some of them, some of them are obvious, but uh, some of them not so much. So um, Roman Sadowski replied to me on Twitter and said that uh, I'm not sure if this is his site or a site he's working on, but up 250 percent. And what they do is sell toys. Uh, so as children are stuck at home and uh, they need more things to play with, that's a, that's a pretty good niche to be in right now, um, provided that you're equipped to sell online. Uh, I think if you're a, a local business selling toys, this is a challenging time for you. Um, let's see. Uh, Alex Mungo says, I have a gardening center client whose traffic has gone up considerably in the last week. Now, this is interesting because uh, you would expect a gardening center, a lawn center, you know, somebody who does lawn care, um, landscaping, you would expect their traffic to go up at this time of year, at least in our part of the world, uh, where spring is coming and people are starting to notice their flower beds and, and things have to happen. When I looked at some of our clients that do this type of work, um, a lot of them really are up uh, more so than seasonally. And I think it's happening that as people um, all across the world are at home and a lot of people are needing stuff to do, they're saying, well, now here's a time to work on our yard. Uh, and so I'm not sure what you do with that information, but if you run a business or, uh, you know, have a website that sells things to people online, um, you might want to start looking at whether they're buying stuff for gardening, for improving their yard, improving their house. Uh, there was another uh, decor hint uh, left a comment saying, I have a DIY blog and I'm up 20% at least. Um, and so this is something you should start mining your traffic for and start promoting your posts that people truly are interested in at this uh, time in the world. Um, Mike Neelis responded, I work in an industry that's considered essential. A lot of traffic looking at store hours right now. And so some websites, you might be seeing an increase in traffic, but not necessarily an increase in conversions, which is the most important thing. If you are measuring conversions, then this is what you should be looking at right now. Um, I should mention that... Um, you know, we had our own little discussion here at MHC about leads coming in, about, uh, I mean, we have a we have a waiting list, but we also have to keep um, providing work for my employees to, to work on. And um, one of the things that uh, we realized is that for the last week and a half, most businesses have been in a state of shock. 
um, you know, we haven't canceled any of our engagements. We have, uh, we're working with Kickpoint on a new website that is going to come out in a couple of months. You know, we're not canceling that. Um, but we also have not taken on any new projects in terms of things we're paying for. Um, I don't know if that made sense, but uh, I'm really cautious about spending more money in the business until we get a better handle on where things are going. And I think most of the world is in the state right now. So if your leads have taken a downturn, this may be a temporary thing. And I'm not saying that we're going to be through with coronavirus and lockdowns and, and, you know, staying at home and social distancing in the space of a week or two. I I honestly think it's going to be a significant amount of time, but it's going to take time for the grief and the fear and the uncertainty to um, sort of settle down and get to a level where uh, businesses are starting to reach out and do business uh, as much as usual as possible. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. I, I just want to encourage some of you that are seeing fewer leads come in. Um, you know, we're seeing fewer leads, but really like not that much. Um, and so I don't say that to brag. I, I'm really, really conscious of uh, I don't want to be yelling out like, hey, we're doing great. Well, many of you are suffering. But I think that some of you that are struggling, give it some time. So many of us are worrying about like what happens if this happens. And yes, we need to plan for those things. Um, but be, just know that everybody's in a state of shock right now. None of us have gone through a worldwide pandemic before. And so um, give it some time before you make decisions to just close down your business and uh, and things like that. Um, I was really encouraged by some of the replies on my tweet uh, about businesses that are already learning to adapt and starting to see some improvements after initially seeing declines. Um, Jelly Postma uh, said, the website reach of one of my clients has significantly declined, which is not really surprising since she owns a gym. However, since we started ordering or offering online gym classes for free, the organic reach through social media is growing rapidly. So if you have clients that um, uh, are struggling because they are losing foot traffic, um, maybe you can see if you can help them to set up something that is online. I know my own, uh, I, I don't go to physio anymore. I used to go to physio and I was thinking of my physiotherapist. I don't know what the rules are in Ontario as to whether you can offer consulting uh, over the internet, but I think a lot of businesses might be interested in that. So some of us who are doing SEO and have been doing sort of the same tasks every week, every month for your clients, you may need to start brainstorming on ways that you can help them to get more business now that people are turning to online as as opposed to coming in uh, in person into their business. And this is the time where you want to show that your input is super valuable to your clients. Um, so instead of, uh, you know, just uh, sitting there and waiting for people to cancel, this might be the time to get out there and say like, hey, I have some ideas on how I can help you to make some business in this in this hard time. Um, here's another one uh, from Becky Lehman. A uh, client makes a luxury version of a pantry staple and only sells it online. And now everyone is stuck at home grocery shopping online and cooking at home more than ever. They even launched a coupon to make it more affordable. So it's all been good for traffic. Um, so if you do have something in your business that people are 
are reaching out for and people are trying to find, um, you want to do all you can to make it easy for people to find that. Make sure you're linking to it internally from places where other, uh, you, your, your customers might be reading other places on your website. Um, you know, add stuff on your homepage. If everybody, if your top selling product is, you know, one particular thing, you need to be putting that on your homepage. You need to be directing people there. And this might be the time to put some money into ad spend, either uh, social ads or um, PPC. Uh, if you can find something that is doing well in your business, then this is uh, the time to sort of work on and grow uh, getting even more of that. I love the idea of offering a coupon. Um, I think that's something that, uh, you know, as people are trying to buy online, give people an incentive to buy through your store as opposed to somewhere else. Um, you know, at MHC, some of there's some offerings that we've been trying to put together for quite some time. And now that there's a potential slowdown, it's sort of pushed us to get those wheels moving faster. And I actually think this is going to be a really good time for our business as we're coming together to focus on, uh, you know, how do we build this thing out that we thought was a good idea and we haven't been able to work on? Um, we're, we're working on those. Uh, one of the things that we're thinking about offering is just a, an analytics assessment, not a full site quality assessment, but just an analytics assessment for sites that aren't sure whether they've been hit by a Google update or now coronavirus or maybe something else. And we're likely going to have that off the ground really soon. Whereas had this, you know, tragedy not happened, it would have been months. Uh, I, I think we've been trying to offer this for uh, over a year now. And so um, I think hopefully you see what I'm saying here is that this is the time to, uh, to really focus on what is important for your business. Why do people look at your business and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to hire them. Um, and how can you be even more valuable to your current customers and clients? Um, some of the trends that we're seeing through our own clients, again, we had a few lawn care and gardening sites that are up. Uh, we had a number of cooking sites that initially, so recipe sites, that initially saw a drop when I reported on this last week. Um, and now that people are stuck at home and not going out to restaurants, more people are cooking. I know myself, I'm, I've, I've made a lot of food at home over the last uh, week or so. Um, and so as more people are cooking, uh, a number of recipe sites that we monitor are up about 30% in terms of traffic, and that's really great for them. So um, uh, I thought it was interesting. We've got a screenshot in newsletter uh, of Google Trends showing um, that searches for recipes are about as high as they are at Christmas time <laughs> right now. So if you have a recipe site, this is the time to get out there and to be optimizing your site. Um, and hopefully you're seeing some uh, increase in traffic as a, as a result of people staying home. Um, we, uh, on a negative side, uh, it seems like most of our clients that are in a legal space, attorney clients, are seeing significantly large drops in traffic. I'm trying to figure out why that would be. Um, I suppose, you know what, I don't really have an explanation for that. Um, I think in some sense, people uh, would want more legal work. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of people that have, uh, gosh, I even hate to say it, but have gone out and gotten their wills done. Um, mind you, there's less, uh, it'd be interesting to see if there's less crime uh, going on now that uh, <laughs> that a lot of people are staying home. Um, but just know that we're seeing uh, the majority of the legal websites that we have access to are seeing significant drops in traffic. And uh, we think that that's very much related to coronavirus and what's happening in the world right now.
In our newsletter, we've linked to several really good articles that other SEOs have written um, uh, on the impact of coronavirus in on SEO and on our industry. Uh, Greg Sterling had a really good article uh, called How Coronavirus is Impacting Local Search. Luke Carthy uh, wrote an article on the foreseeable future of e-commerce. And those are all linked to from newsletter, uh, again, mariehaines.com slash newsletter. And this is episode number 125. There's other ones too, but I won't read them all out uh, in podcast here. Let's talk a little bit about some Google stuff, maybe kind of not related to coronavirus. Um, in terms of Chrome and uh, Chrome OS releases, they're going to be putting a pause on that. Um, Google has said that they're going to continue to prioritize any updates to Chrome that are related to security for Chrome 80, which is the current version. Although uh, Chrome 81 was scheduled to be rolling out on March 17th, and it's put on pause now. So um, just know that uh, whatever was supposed to be happening with Chrome, we're not going to be seeing all of the updates that uh, they have said were going to be coming out. Uh, This is probably related to people working at home. And also whenever a new thing gets launched, uh, there's more possibility for things to get messed up. And so I think they're keeping that in mind too, because they don't want to create more work for uh, their employees who are working from home as well. That said, uh, when Chrome, uh, let's see here, Glenn Gabe reported that I think the current version of Chrome has made some changes now to insecure images. If you have images that are HTTP and uh, they're hosted on HTTP, but you're trying to display them and call them on an HTTPS site, then uh, your site may be blocked by Chrome as an insecure site. So that has already happened. We mentioned last week that um, Donald Trump had announced that Google was uh, providing some portal to help people with coronavirus news. And at the time, Google had not actually (laughs) been doing that. Um, But now they've actually got a really good website out. It's google.com slash COVID-19. There's no dashes or or spaces in that. Um, And it has really good information on uh, the symptoms of coronavirus, the news that you need to know in your area, and a lot of other things as well. So I would encourage you to uh, to take a look at that. Um, Google's got a lot of doctors. They, they say there's health authorities, uh, a lot of data and visualizations. And so um, I do think that this is a really trustworthy news source. And so I would encourage you to look at uh, google.com slash COVID-19 for information on coronavirus. Um, let's see, something unrelated to COVID-19. Let's talk about featured snippets. We've been saying for a few months now that Google was planning on moving right-sided featured snippets into the main content, and it looks like that is done. I'm not sure if it's completely done or if it's just starting now. There's a little bit of confusion about what a right-sided featured snippet is. There's a difference between a featured snippet and a knowledge panel. So, um... If you have a knowledge panel, uh, so here's a a tweet by Glenn Gabe that sort of describes it. If it's a knowledge panel with a link to a site like Wikipedia, then it can still show on the right-hand side. I'm talking about desktop search. If it's a true featured snippet on the right, it's been moved into the main content, basically. So a knowledge panel is not the same thing as a featured snippet. 
Um, I did check uh, when we started this whole thing about featured snippets being deduplicated. Uh, one of the ones I was checking was the search for EAT and SEO, I think was the search. Um, and SEMrush had owned the featured snippet, but it was on the right-hand side. And now that featured snippet is moved over to the main content. Um, that doesn't really change a whole lot, although if you had your featured snippet in the right-hand side um, and now you're moved over to the main content, you're probably going to see some increases in traffic as a result of that. Um, a little bit of information for those of you experiencing issues with URLs that have anchor fragments in it. Um, if you're using the hash bang structure, so that's like the hashtag or number sign and exclamation mark. And I, I'm going to tell you right out now that I'm not, uh, I do not know a lot about Angular um, SEO. Uh, and so I feel like I'm sort of uh, botching <laughs> this part of podcast. Um, but I, it's important mentioning it though. If you do use the hashbang uh, structure, URL structure, um, that's not going to cut it in the age of mobile first indexing. Uh, and so somebody asked John Mueller about this and he said, I assume this was in regards to mobile first indexing, we've deprecated hashbang crawling for quite some time now. So you need to fix that before we switch the rest of the sites over to mobile first indexing in the fall, he says, if you want that content to be indexed. I think that's very important for some of you who are listening to this episode. Um, a note, uh, if your website's running slower than usual lately, we've seen a number of people saying that their hosting companies are struggling a little bit. Um, our own website was down for a period of time yesterday, and we had a note from our host that uh, there was some emergency maintenance done. Um, and apparently, in terms of hosting, um, there's still uh, human bodies are needed in order to uh, run the servers and to, to keep things running properly. And with so many people working from home and potentially even being sick, uh, there are fewer people um, actually physically able to run the servers. So now there was something we put in the newsletter, and I can't remember exactly where it was from, but one top authority says that they do not predict that the internet is going to go out uh, because of all the increased staying from home usage. Uh, but know that there can be slowdowns in your host. Uh, so if people are complaining that they can't get to your website, I don't know about your hosting company, but mine, uh, they're usually very fast to respond. If we uh, send an email to them and say, hey, we're having some issues with our site, uh, they'll immediately reply back to us saying, um, you know, oh yeah, we're doing some maintenance or we noticed a problem and uh, they're good at fixing it. Um, so some of you might have slower websites temporarily because of this potential issue. Uh, YouTube has put out a new guide centered around hosting virtual events. So if you've decided to host a virtual event, uh, then there's a guide now and we've linked to it in newsletter in which uh, YouTube tells you how to create videos, um, hosting events, live events, things like that, because a lot of people are trying to figure this out uh, in doing things online now. Um, there's also something in newsletter, I'm not going to mention this in podcast other than to just say it's really good, uh, on how to build uh, a buy online and pick up curbside store using Shopify. Uh, this was a, a really, really great article that we um, linked to from newsletter. And so if you're trying to help your customers, uh, and even if it's not really your area of expertise, I mean, if you're in SEO and you're like, well, I've never set up a online, um, you know, curbside pickup or whatever, 
this is the time to learn and jump in and help some of your clients. Uh, these are unprecedented times for sure. Let's talk a little bit about this. Um, John Mueller answered some questions on how manual actions are handled. And normally when we see these come across uh, as newsletter items, it's not really a lot of new news. But I thought some of this was really interesting. Um, we've linked to the discussion in a newsletter, but here's some of the things that uh, I thought were interesting. Um, John was asked, how long does Google spend on each reconsideration request? And John said they're all done manually and the length of time can depend on the issue. Uh, the team tries to move through them all at a good pace, but they want to look at the bigger picture to accurately assess things. We have had, of the clients that we're dealing with right now with manual actions, a lot of them were having a really hard time getting them lifted. And I'll tell you why. Um, it seems now, when Google gives out a manual action, it seems to be for sites that have been drastically scaling up link building. Um, if you have been doing, you know, hundreds of guest posts, hundreds of, uh, and even things that are classified as like relatively gray hat or even white hat, uh, if they're done on a big enough scale, Google's starting to give out manual actions for this. Um, we have one client right now, actually they're not clients of ours, there's somebody who reached out to us, um, who said that uh, the example links that they were given, and they showed us the example links, they were essentially, uh, the first one was one that looked like a Harrow response. Now I'm not going out and saying, oh, if you have ever used Harrow in the past, you're gonna get a manual action. That's not the case. I'll finish this out in a second here. The second one uh, was a link to a study they had done. Um, and they did this study saying, uh, you know, we did this study about the top blah, blah, blah in the country and, you know, and loads of people linked to it. Now, some of you listening to this are going, well, those sound like really good links. Like if those are not good links, what kind of link building can we even do? Um, and the thing was, it's the scale. So for this particular company, uh, we we're not currently working on their manual action, but we did do a site quality review for them several months ago. And one of the things that we pointed out in their site quality review was that there were many links that if you look at them in isolation, you'd say, wow, you did this study and this big news website linked to, to that study. That's fantastic. But we really felt that it didn't happen in a natural way. Um, we felt that, uh, so John Mueller has said, it's perfectly okay to reach out and ask people to link to something. So let's say you did do a study and you have a great infographic and you're reaching out to journalists saying like, hey, do you want to include this in your news? Um, that can be okay, but if you do it on a big enough scale where that's the majority of your links and you're not actually getting people linking to it without being asked, then this is something that Google can take a look at. Um, and so scale is very important. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say here is um, we've gone beyond the days of saying like, ooh, this low quality directory link is going to get you a manual action. When Google gives a manual action for unnatural links these days, it is almost always because you've been link building on a massive scale. And so what they want to see is that you've clearly um, stopped doing that and that you get the message. And in some cases, I do believe that they make you go through several requests uh, before they lift the manual action because they want to make sure that you understand that you cannot continue building links like this in the, in the future. 
Um, John was asked whether there's uh, just one manual, manual action review team or whether there's just a single team or multiple teams. And he said Google operates with multiple teams in multiple languages. Uh, does a fast response to a manual action mean your reconsideration request will be suspicious? And John said that was entirely a myth. I have found, now this is anecdotal, and keeping in mind, I mean, I haven't done thousands of manual actions, but I've definitely, I've done hundreds of them, um, removed hundreds of them, and it seems to me that uh, there's this pattern for sites that we that we struggle with. Um, so, and I'm saying sites we struggle with are ones where uh, they have just loads and loads of links that were built for SEO, and we're trying to figure out which ones Google is taking issue with. Um, and what will happen is we do a very thorough uh, link audit and we file a reconsideration request. Um, and then Google will come back and give us example links and we'll say, ah, you know, these ones that uh, we thought maybe these scholarship links Google would be okay with, but they gave us one as an example link. So now we've got to assess that. And then we, you know, we file another reconsideration request and it comes back and, and you know, and we go on more and more uh, this way. And then sometimes what will happen is we file like a third or fourth request and it's six weeks or longer before we get uh, uh, an answer back. And often when that happens, when we get the answer back, we've passed. Now, my thought, but I don't have proof for this, my thought is what I think happens is that there's probably a two-step review. The first review is either done, uh, you know, either programmatically or maybe with lower level employees um, that uh, can look at the situation. They probably have a checklist of certain number of links and they can say, oh, you know what, all these links we were concerned about, they're not disavowed. They haven't removed a single one of them, so we'll just fail them right away. And then when they get to the point where the first level of um, uh, of review uh, says, oh, yeah, it does look like they've actually done some of the work on links that we were concerned about, then I think that's where it goes to um, a manual actions review team that is actually the web spam team at Google. Again, this is theory on my part. Uh, so my thought is um, I often tell clients if we've been waiting for weeks and weeks for a reply, that sometimes means that uh, – you're closer to getting the manual action lifted. Um, there's more on this. I don't want to go through all of these because I know not all of you are interested in manual actions, but you can find the rest of this in uh, in newsletter as well. We have some stuff in newsletter about, uh, I think some people were saying, oh no, this is from a help hangout that Glenn Gabe pointed out. If you're seeing strange issues with your site-specific AMP carousels, John Mueller said, um, it, I mean, it could be technical issues, but it could also be that your site has quality issues. And, uh, and and Google does not want to rank things from sites that they think are low quality. Uh, if this is the case, it's not very easy to say, well, just fix this, this, and this. Um, quality issues can be technical, but often they're more um, nuanced, more things that are described in the quality raters guidelines uh, and very hard to put into black and white terms. So for example, uh, do you have content that 
really stands out above your competitors. Uh, and if all of your content is something that people really could just find on another website, then that could be seen as lower quality by Google. Um, and, and we've seen that time and time again when we do site reviews that uh, sites are thinking they're doing really great stuff. And in the past, you could write a mediocre blog post that's essentially the same as every other blog post that's out there. Um, and then you could do link building and maybe you do a bit of guest posting and get a few links to this blog post and it would outrank the other blog posts. I personally think that Google, I still think they're looking at links in great detail and links count for things, but I personally do think that Google's getting better at figuring out that like your post is no more valuable than others. And in some cases, they're not even indexing those posts. We've talked ad nauseum about uh, how Google is just not indexing everything anymore. And one of the trends that I'm seeing is people writing to us saying like, I don't understand why Google thinks our content is low quality. Look at it. It's fantastic. And when we look at it, it's like maybe out of, you know, we'll look at 10 other blog posts that are on the same subject and maybe theirs is like number six in terms of uh, how valuable it is. It's very hard to look at your own content and decide whether it's high quality or not. Um, there has some been, dis been some discussion on whether or not Google would stop indexing or stop ranking news sites that have content that's hidden behind paywalls. I know this is really frustrating. Uh, there's a lot of uh, news stories, especially when we're trying to find news about coronavirus, that it's ranked in Google. You see it in Google Discover, perhaps, and then you click on it. And uh, you can only read the first paragraph and then there's a, a paywall. Um, that is frustrating, but Google has said that they're not making changes in regards to that. Um, it is important to know that a lot of websites have removed their paywall for coronavirus content, uh, but um, Google's not going to be doing anything to make it so that you see less of uh, sites that have a paywall. Uh, Bing has announced some new schema markup uh, surrounding the pandemic. We talked about this last week, and um, uh, it does seem there's new schema now, though, for government health agencies for um, COVID-19 related business updates uh, So if and other things. So if you do get uh, a lot of traffic from Bing, you may want to take a look at um, uh, whether you want to add schema in terms of coronavirus. I'm actually going to look at that for our own website. I think we should be doing that. Um, let's see what else we can say here. We've got a lot of news in terms of local SEO. Uh, again, we've partnered up with Sterling Sky and they're helping us to, um, produce the content in our local SEO section. I'm going to read some of the bullet points here because uh, we know that small businesses are heavily affected by what's going on in the world right now. Um, let's see. Here's some of the things that are important. Uh, businesses that are switching to a takeout or a delivery model, you can now add those terms to your Google My Business name. That's important to know. Um, and that should really help you to rank better for if people are looking for, you know, takeout uh, food in, in their area, in your area. This is really important. Uh, Google announced that no new reviews, review responses, or Q&A would be available during the COVID-19 crisis. So if I'm understanding this correctly, it sounds like nobody can leave a review on Google My Business. 
I think there's a couple of reasons for that. The most obvious one is that uh, it's probably getting out of hand. Um, you know, you don't want people leaving you a review complaining that nobody was open in your office when you've been commanded to stay home by your government. Um, uh, and, you know, we don't want people leaving one-star reviews for your business because they're frustrated because of virus things. Um, I think on the other hand, though, too, uh, you know, we, we give GMB a lot of flack for not having a good system at monitoring fake reviews. And uh, I would imagine that their workload is uh, much increased as well. So this is not the time to be going out and getting reviews. Apparently, it cannot happen right now. Uh, there's also issues with Google Posts. Uh, lots of people uh, saying that they can't get Google Posts to post, and uh, some of them are being rejected. And so uh, there are a lot of things going on with this right now. There are apparently reports of businesses being marked temporarily closed that did not request it. Um, so uh, that's something that you should be able to fix in your own GMB dashboard. But if not, you can contact GMB support. Although uh, GMB phone and chat support is not working. You have to send an email now. So good luck with that. Um, let's see. There's other stuff. User added photos are not showing live. Uh, there are no indication that they're being queued, so they may just be disappearing forever. Um, <laughs> we don't know. And Google is, uh, we'll skip that one. Okay, so a lot of stuff. The other thing too is if you've implemented schema for event canceled, it looks like it can take some time for that to, uh, to go into effect. Um, John Mueller said, my guess is Google My Business is not consuming the canceled status yet. Not consuming the canceled status yet. Uh, so yes, so if you're struggling to get that implemented, it may not be you, it might be Google. Um, I thought I would end this episode with uh, just some tips that came through Twitter on how different SEO agencies are dealing with uh, helping your staff and helping your, your morale at this time. Uh, while most of you are probably working in separate teams, I absolutely love having uh, or used to love having an office full of people. Uh, I, I don't know how people do it remotely long term. Um, we're doing all right. You know, we have a we have a daily meeting on Slack. Uh, we were we don't do video calls because some of our staff have uh, not great internet, but our voice calls. I try to make sure that I hear everybody's voice every day. Um, and my staff, whenever I'm seeing some of them struggle, I'm trying to reach out to them personally and. And, uh, and just see if there's something I can do to lift them up. I've been trying to, uh, you know, ease my staff's fears about what's going to happen with the economy. Although, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the economy. But here's some of the things that uh, people replied to uh, me on Twitter for. Sam Kesnich said, uh, testing out virtual happy hour today, sharing playlists, board game recommendations, turning normal conference calls into video. Uh, little things go a long way for sure. Um, Nikki Mosier said, we do a virtual mega desk every day for an hour on Zoom. We all pretend we're at the same desk working, but we can ask questions or chat or whatever. Uh, Fable McDonald said they do collaborative playlists and virtual lunches on Hangouts. That's a really good idea. One of the things that we're doing uh, most days is uh, I'm slowly convincing one by one my staff to get on to Fortnite and uh, we're doing some squad games. It's, it's fun to just kind of goof off and, and uh, do something non-work related for a little bit. Um, 
Let's see. Sarah Teach said, all the cat people did a special Zoom with our cats. <laughs> That's great. Cats seem to cheer people up for some reason. Um, let's see. Uh, and then Rachel Styers uh, said, having a virtual game night uh, with some Jackbox games, you can have up to eight people in a game. Set up a call in Google Hangouts, have one person present their screen for prompts and voting, and then everyone joins from their phones. That's kind of cool, right? Uh, so I really would encourage everyone who's listening here, if you are an employer of an SEO agency or company, um, do all you can just to keep your staff, um, I don't want to say happy, but just feeling like they're looked after. I think some of the concerns are just with the uncertainty, you know, we can't say what's going to happen with the economy. I honestly am feeling okay in terms of uh, where our business is going. Um, and I think uh, I think most SEO agencies are going to have a hard time. And then we're not just going to be okay. We're going to be really good once this is all over. I, I could be wrong on this, but look at how much people are going to shift to uh, doing things online as opposed to in person. And we're all out there already as the experts who know how to do things online. Um, and so I think this is going to be good for our industry in the long term once we get through all of the really challenging stuff. Um, I'm going to end it there. In newsletter, we've also got some really good stuff on how to filter out your traffic for Google Analytics. When you've got uh, employees working from home, you want to filter out their IP addresses as well. Um, we've got lots of non-coronavirus related tips as well. Um, if you're struggling in deciphering your analytics to try to figure out what the cause is for traffic drop, please do reach out to us. We're still very hard at work and ramping up to be able to take on more work. I keep thinking about what's going to be needed from our industry once we start going back to our offices and living lives without social distancing. Um, you know, and businesses that are just sitting back and in a state of panic right now, they're going to be behind uh, by the time the world kind of gets back into business again. So this is the time to be working on improving your business and creating processes and so on. And so for me, you know, I'm greatly increasing the time I'm working on my business. And in a weird, strange way, I find this kind of an exciting time. And I, I hesitate to say that because I, I don't want to minimize the tragedy that's in the world um, and businesses are going under and jobs are being lost but I'm trying to be positive through all of this so I would encourage you all to take time to grieve and take care of your mental health uh, I think I've seen each of my staff kind of go through a period of uh, fear and uncertainty and I don't know how to walk everybody through that. I know in Ottawa we have a mental health helpline, and I've been encouraging people to call that. Um, but please know that your mental health is very, very important. Um, I usually sign off with, I wish you the best of luck with your rankings, and it seems kind of flippant to do that right now. So I'm going to sign off here by just saying I, I'm thinking of those of you who are suffering right now. Um, hang in there, everyone. And I look forward to bringing you more SEO news next week. Hopefully we'll have more good news than bad. So hang in there, everyone. And uh, I look forward to uh, bringing more news to you next week.